What is up guys and welcome back to another episode of Plumber's Crack. I'm a poet and I didn't know it clearly. This is episode three and we are joined this week by the TikTok sensation, Professor Plum. We go into detail about call out charges and first hour rates, embarrassing moments that we've all had and discuss the future of heating our homes. So sit back, grab yourself a brew and enjoy it. Hey mate. How you doing, Dan? You alright? Okay. Um, I just had a question on mine. Um, have you ever done new builds? No. Never done. You're, do you're doing one though, aren't you? Yeah. So I've just I've just been uh, saying I'm starting one next week. It's going to be yeah. It's good. I, I've I've never done one like from start to finish. So it should be a good one, mate. I am looking forward to that. Might actually uh might get some work done. <laughs> this week's been a nightmare. Go on, spill the beans. Well. Van broke down on Monday. Um, yeah. No, tell a lie. I started getting trouble with it on Thursday. So it was coming up, the, the filter was blocked. It was saying clean your filter. So on the Friday, took it out for a run, done nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, so I thought, right, I've got to get this in. So Monday, took it into the garage and he said, oh, yeah, it's the glow plugs. So off the road on Monday, done the glow plugs, got it back. Tuesday, same problem again. It's coming up the, the DPF filter the diesel particulate filter so he's had it back he's drilled a hole in it to clean it out and yeah i day get back till late on wednesday so i've done sod all this week sod all apart from today um i managed to get five hours in because after school club cancelled so i've had to pick the kids up all week and now i've got an ulcer on my tough you're tough <laughs> worst week ever mate honestly it's been absolutely horrendous but no work done. Vans cost me four hundred pound. I think that's cost me. Yeah. Is he showing you where to clean it out so you can do it next time, or does it have to go back to him again? No, I know where to. Do it. He said he's put a bung in it, so I know where to pull it out and just clean it out. I suppose. You know where to do it. Yeah, yeah, I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be local with that accent. Yes. Well, it depends where you're from, but yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not to me, there. <laughs> two very different accents on show today <laughs> that's a good one dan quotes for jobs how long does it normally take you to do a job have you got streamlined to do your quoting or is it, are you taking quite a long time is there anything that speeds you up at all most of it's guesswork just experience <laughs> and uh, you know what i mean a combi swap it's just experience really yeah. you know it's going to take you a day you know roughly what materials it's going to need Things like radiators and stuff, obviously I don't know the prices of a lot of them, so you have to you have to get a price for that, but you know how long it's going to take you. Yeah. You know your hourly rate, so you can get it quite smashed off. I don't do big jobs, which would take a lot of time to, to quote. So I'm not the man to ask for that one. Yeah, I suppose the first thing to do before quoting a job is working out your hourly rate and your day rate. And then you know if it's going to take you half a day, you charge half a day. If it's going to take you an hour, you charge an hour. So, yeah. That, that is it. Um, what I wanted to speak to you about was winning quotes. Have winning. you got a well, sales, sales tactic? <laughs> so, <laughs> there is a massive difference between quoting the job and actually winning the job. You've got to... You've got to know your product. You've got to be able to. No customer will ever buy something they don't want to buy. You won't be able to well, sell it. They'll buy it off, buy it off you. Let's make a let's make a situation a scenario. Okay. You just come. To, you just come to service the boiler. 
Yeah. I don't know. Let, let's just say, for instance, it's a, a, a 105 HE, so it's condensing, but it's yeah. 15 years old. Okay. You're thinking I could do with I could do with uh, I could do with a swap here. It's a nice okay. easy one. How are you going to convince? Even though it's working fine, it's just okay. old and inefficient. How are you going to convince the customer that to swap that? So if you so you got to give the customer the right advice. If that boiler's never broke down and it's been absolutely fine, do you really want to tell them to get a new boiler? But if they've been having problems, say you're there for a breakdown or something. And it's costing money because I look your board is costing you money now it's got to the age now where normally you start replacing them new boards now they can be 10 year warranties and they're not as expensive as what you think let's go through a couple of numbers and see what we can come up with and always give them a few quotes always give them a top end quote and middle and bottom well that I'll never say bottom I say value the value quote so you got value quote the middle quote then you got your high end quote because then you've given them three options for prices. They've yeah. got to be somewhere. Always add value. Lee says each each job is different for him. Uh, he quotes per job, not so much day rate. Good um, evening, Martin. And TikTok Tradesman said, sell the warranty, compare the cost of the repair to the replacement. It's a good shout. Yeah, that's true. I know it's you, you came straight out with 10-year warranty. Yeah. That's <clears> massive, right? Eh? Like, 10 years, if you install, okay, it's going to cost them there and then, or bump, it's going to be a big hit, but 10 years, they keep that service up, they've got a board for 10 years, that's covered under warranty, but you got to pick the, the right manufacturer. Um, I've got a question on that, actually. What what do you guys use for your high and your mid-range? Uh, what do you use, Dan? High-end high range is Worcester. Um, yeah. so, so your life and your styles. Um, but I'd, I'd still consider the Baxi 800s as, a, as quite high end. My low range is always going to be a main. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, mate. You're the same as me. Worcester's my high end. Baxi's, okay, if you want to call it the middle, Baxi's my middle, then the main is my lower end. To be fair, I only ever quote Worcester's if they ask me for a Worcester. If they ask me my opinion, I'm just straight in with the Baxi all day. So, some manufacturers, you can transfer the warranty to new property owner as well i know vespin do the as far as i can i know they um as long as the pro the boiler is installed in the property it was registered at then the warranty stays with that regardless of who owns it yeah i think it does yeah um as long as i've got the book and it's all been serviced man they should honor it as well i've got a gem in mine it says dan sold me a new boiler <laughs> <I did>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was a decent one <laughs> I've got um, Harry just doing the follow up on that. He uses uh, Viesman as his high end and Glowworm as his mid range. But did he just say Glowworm's mid range? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you know, like Now, Viesman, uh, like... Glowworm, Violent, they're all German. I'm pretty well, sure shit. they are. They are. <laughs> now, um, manufactured, they're manufactured to German water. Now, German water's a lot cleaner than ours, so when they get put in UK arms, a lot of shit goes through them, they break down. Hence why violent diverters leak all the time, stuff like that. Is, I'll let you answer this one. Is Go it on. is under unit water heater easy to install with a little knowledge? Oh, the under water ones, like the Aviston ones you could pick up from Screwfix, them ones? I think so. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I fitted one in a calf. They ain't, they ain't too bad to fit. 
I call the one that I picked up though. It didn't need uh, temperature or pressure relief. Nothing what about like that. No, I don't need nothing like that. I'll tell you who the best man to ask that is uh, Plum. Fresh Plum, yeah, he, yeah, he does yeah, them yeah. loads. Oh, yeah, he does he does them a lot more than me. So I have seen these videos where he's fitting them, but the one I fitted was just a unit in a calf above a sink. But the eight, yeah, the eight, that, it's just in and out. That was because it was above. Yeah. Did the, did the spout not go into the sink? Yeah, it, it's all expensive. Yeah, well, that, so, the, so that that has a built-in temperature and pressure relief valve. Oh yeah. But it has, it has somewhere to discharge in the sink where the under under sink ones, unless there's X amount of pipe work. Yeah. Um, so it can expand in the cold water main. If there's a stop tap or anything close by, then it, it, you have to have an expansion vessel and the the PRV fitted. Yeah, from what I've seen, the I the I two bad to fit. It's just you know expansion and PRV. Each car somewhere for just have to read the instructions. Yeah, yeah, too bad. Um, what's your best pump for a shower? The auto or manual turn on? I thought I I only know of auto ones. Mm. Look, best unless shower he, pump. Unless he means a digital shower pump, you know, like the Aquilisa. Yeah, because I suppose that would be manual, wouldn't it? Kind of. Yeah, I suppose it could be. Yeah um md gas uh use violent baxi ideal and worcester for all the eye end to be fair the ideal shape there but they're vogue that's a decent boiler to be fair the ideal vogue you ever fitted one of them no oh yeah no. um he sounds like he fits everything i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's got a big catalog of boilers but the, the vogue is really nice the inside of it service it mate but spot on to be fair now i'm a nice What's boiler What's the cost? About the same as a back, say. It's 12 years on that. Sure it is. Um, if you're like a ideal vegetable store or something like that, where would you fit an unvented cylinder as far as a vented cylinder? You can fit an unvented cylinder anywhere you want, as long as you can get the D2 outside. I've seen a lot of people stick them in lofts, you know, the horizontal ones. Yeah, I've, I've, only, I've only ever seen one of them, but it was a pain to get to, I know that. Yeah, I well, I'm out there thinking about uh, reinforcing it. To be fair, because that's a lot of weight sticking in loft. You know what I mean? Especially new builds where the aids are. I remember my mate had a new build house, and in the clause it said, "Do not store anything in the loft that is not built for storage." So you can put though, a suitcase up there. They're not no. really though, are they? I mean, ours is full of rubbish, but you walk on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well exactly yeah um uh, anyone think rapid blue would be the new norm i yeah, think I it's uh, my house. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think well i use it all the time i do um i've been using it now since january and it's been spot on absolutely spot on not had a leak with yeah touch wood so yeah um if you've not used it try it man rapid blue is a game changer yeah it definitely is uh md gas says always need options for the customers absolutely spot on mate always give your customer options plus then if you're giving them all these options well you know they get to choose them what they want they would have heard at least one of them wouldn't they normally i find people here with backseat because of the old back boilers yeah you know what i mean yeah a lot of people say that okay just said uh, just picked up a tub of it myself I only used a handful of times so far so good yeah mate it is rapid blue it is really really good I really like it PTFE tape for the winters, MD 
M Das M Das, sorry mate. M Das Energy Limited PTFE for the win. <clears throat> if it's um if it's an old fitting, um like a wet or an old fitting, yeah, I'll give it to PTFE. Brand new, rapid blue all the way. Um R Dave's electrical says plumbers have failed electricians. That's a good job I'm a gas engineer then, mate. <laughs> never heard never heard of him. <laughs> uh least favourite sanitary to fit. So sanitary unit, like a bathroom, I'm guessing it's like a toilet or a sink or shower. B day. <laughs> B day. <laughs> one of them Japanese toilets and I've not even seen it. Oh, <laughs> mate. Seen Unbelievable then was to fit man. Proper enjoy. I've never enjoyed fitting the toilet so much in all my life. You enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, I really did, mate. It's something new, were it? Something out of the norm, something new. So yeah, really enjoyed it. It didn't look like you enjoyed it when you were taking it back out to put the tea in. Oh no, yeah, yeah. If you are, um, <laughs> if, yeah, if you are seeing that, if you go over to my YouTube, have a look at the pain I went through fitting them toilets. There's like a forty-minute video on that. It's well, yeah. Well, I think it's worth looking at. You can make your own minds up. Uh, just a couple of quick ones. Oh, David says he's off, mate. You can stick around. You can learn a thing or two off us plumbers. Uh, Kay says his fa least favourite is a sunny flow. Oh, yeah, mate. As soon as I mentioned Sunny Flow, I'm off. Um, Pinewood Eating. How's it going, mate? Thank you for the bleed key. Um, nice one. I used it the other day. So, it is quarter past. Have you done any heat pumps yet? Uh, you done one, uh, Dylan done one last week. I've not done any heat pumps yet, mate. I've, I've had a sneaky look into them, but I haven't done any. Have you done anything around heat pumps yet? No. What What's an X dimension on a pipe? An X dimensional pipe. Hey! 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 Yeah. Even though all my neighbours, how can we prof? So, <laughs> fair enough. How's it going? Uh, we just had a question come in. What's your least favourite item to fit in a bathroom, like sanitary appliance? Sanaflow. Yes. Uh, who was it? Kay said exactly the same thing as Sanaflow. No, it's that's one thing. Though, that to be no, fair, to fit... floating toilets in general as well. Yeah. To, to, to fit a Sanaflow though, a brand new, there's nothing easy. Are you on about? Are you thinking about replacing one? Yeah, probably. Uh, to be fair, I've never. I've, I don't think I've ever fit one new. Um, I just bore like so. No. <laughs> yeah, someone finds me up with a block sunny flower. Not yeah. I think well, um, someone I know does, but he charges like an extortionate rate. I think he's like three hundred pound just to step foot in the front door. Yeah. That's it. But he gets the work. Yeah. So nobody else will touch it. So, yeah. How's the, um, how's the gas gas training been going then? Um, yeah, it's all right. It's just just literally just to get a bit of an overview. Um, but I'm actually going to be doing a air source course first before I do anything oh. else. Sam, oh, what right. is what what is the ultimate goal with this training? Are you planning on being going doing your gas or? No, no, it's, no, it's 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 not. It's just literally purely for. Um, I love doing TikTok. I love making like videos and I love making content. It's just I don't want to be doing the same thing forever, so I want to be doing some something different. So, 
the only way that I'm going to be able to do that is if I if I look at other avenues within the industry. Yeah. So it's not just like a one track mind, like just gas. I want to look at into renewables. I want to look into everything, really. I think <laughs> renewable sides. I would look into solar, solar electric. I think that'll be massive. Yeah. So um, obviously, um, I've been up filming with Alan Hart, and and he's massive into um, his solar panels and seeing his battery storage and everything else and we actually did a whole video on it but the audio file got completely corrupted and so oh, we've lost man. all that footage did he show but, you the um the app that he's got on his phone that show he, he tracks all the um usage and how much he's selling back to the grids and any yeah. time he can tell you exactly what's happening the setup he's got is oh yeah it's incredible we and and this is the thing we literally that that was the video was his whole because he's just brought the house and he's doing it up um but he's got like the skirting board heat and firm uh what's it called firm skirt firm skirt um and he's he's going to be putting some uh solar thermal on soon he's got his air source he's got his boiler still linked in he's basically got like a, a thermal store he's got just got loads going on there so um we filmed everything um but yeah when when i went when i went to uh edit the the video all of the audio was just completely corrupted so That's lost that cool. lost that whole thing which was quite a quite a chunk of the filming that we did you're not voice over that or is, was alan speaking as well it was all alan speaking so oh, right. without even being able to hear what you're saying it's like i can't even try and like and it, and it's and it, and I couldn't do a voiceover when the camera's pointed at him talking because then it's just yeah. like it's just yeah it's just killed killed the footage so um, sort of learnt from my mistakes there uh, so yeah oh well but uh, I'm gonna go up and we're gonna redo it anyway so it's fine. Evening, leaky finders. Have you seen leaky finders on here? Leaky finders. Yeah. So all it's normally all outside leaks under the ground kind of work, but it's uh, I love watching stuff like that. There, there, there's another one that I like. It's like PPS leak detection, and some of the stuff and how they find it is crazy, absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah, the yeah. the equipment that they need to find, they've got like um, acoustic um, pickups. They've got the tracer gases. Like, well, I mean that that setup looks cost a fortune. Yeah, this is this is what I mean when I say I want to like look at other things just purely from like interest and uh, just learning a little bit about different things. It's like that they are the type of people that I'd like to go and ask the questions, like how you know what what equipment do you use, you know everything. So yeah, I just want to do all of that sort of stuff. Jack says he's twenty two. He's got his. ASHP and gas ticket, definitely prefer doing ERSO seat pumps as it's more copper work and his comp company is a renewable only and his PV side is absolutely pumping. What is PV? PV. PV. Is that solar? See, well, you call it solar oh, PV, don't you? I'm sure. Yeah, so yeah. I suppose it is, yeah. I know in my area, um, somebody was after solar solar panels, and there's, there's the only company that did it. It was like two month wait just for a quote. Yeah, 
So the market is there for it, man. There's a big market out there. When you think about it, you can have electric cars, um, stuff like that. So you'll need extra electric. So I think that's the way to go. I do. I think it's going to be a lot of solar firm. I can't see. SOT's pumps, yeah, they're going to work on new builds. That's my opinion. New builds, they'll work all day. But trying to retrofit an air to an SOC pump, it's going to be a big ask. Um, hydrogen, that, I don't think that's going to work. It's four times more expensive than natural gas, anyway. And it's a lot more volatile. I mean, if you have a yeah. gas explosion, it'll take out a house and the two next door. If you have a hydrogen explosion, it's taking out the street. So Yeah, there's there's little things as well that need to be figured out. Like, so... Um, all of the gas hobs, you put hydrogen through it, you can't see the flame. Is that right? It is, yeah. Um, so, I think while speaking to um, Baxi about it, you have to change the um, detection electrodes so it actually picks it up. And for hobs, what they was doing, because obviously a gas hob, you need to know, you need to be able to see the flame from cooking. Yeah. So what they was doing, they was adding something to the ceramic disc so it actually yeah, goes. basically copper. I think if you add a bit of copper, then obviously you get a bit of a green flame. Yeah. Yes, exactly. How many different styles of hob are there that you know what I mean? It, it just it's just not it's just yeah. I just can't see it being a thing. Maybe like a that. blend of gas and hydrogen just to ease it up on natural gas, but again you've got the cost of actually making the hydrogen, you've got to make it so Yeah. Yeah, we uh, chatted about that as well. Um so I don't know when you guys did your when you did college, but I did mine in like two thousand nine, and I was told ten years time there'll be there'll be no more gas. Well, that would have been two thousand nineteen. Now people being that are going to college today are now being told ten years time. So I it's just told, always. I, I was told that, and I uh, and it would have been a similar time. I finished in two thousand and twelve, and I was told at college by two thousand and fourteen there'd be no gas. Yeah, like you, nearly ten years time. That's <laughs> well, I've got. I've said I've got about. If I retire at 66, I've got 30 more years and I'm not going to see the end of gas boilers. I think I'll still be fitting them then. I really do. I don't, you're just not going to see the end of them. I, I, not in my lifetime anyway. I really don't. What would be an interesting says... idea is what about if, it probably won't work, but what about if they went back to a, a central heating type of prospect? They have got um, a block of flats near me and the whole block of flats is run off um, biomass, like a biomass system. You imagine if they've done new builds and you just had one central heating and it went off to all the other ones. You haven't got to put air source heat pumps in all the houses. You've just got one central unit. No, no. Lee says hydrogen trials have been cancelled early in the UK due to the viable cost of it. So that's just what you said, weren't it? Yeah. Too much. I f yeah, yeah, but it was only a trial. It was just the town where they was going to trial. Didn't want to do it. Just didn't want to go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of people saying on my mind, like gas agu nowhere, gas and oil's here for a long time. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone can see the end of gas boilers anytime think, soon. Look, to be honest with you, the way I see it is, I want renewables to become an even bigger industry. I want it to become cheaper and more readily available and more people get the training, because why not? It It, it benefits the customer, it benefits us. If we're getting cheaper, free slash free power, brilliant. Yeah. You know, if we can just harness the fucking wind or the whatever, 
or the, or the sun to get our power, then brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, fuck the suppliers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we already pay them enough. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. it's, it just costs a fortune though to get everyone trained up and that's what i think is holding them back mm. when so when i was at college um and i was come to the end of my level two and started doing my level three so level three we're doing a little bit more advanced stuff before we went on and went went on to do the gas so they were like right you know you can either do gas or you can do renewables and i was like do you know what i'm going to do renewables so uh, I turned up to college and they were like, you're the only person out of a class of like 30 that wanted to do renewable energies. Wow. So they didn't want to go ahead with the course. So they're like, you know, just join back in with the gas engineers or find somewhere else. And I was like, okay. So I just, you know, went in to carry on with my gas until um, I basically, I just fell out with my boss and left and it's a big long story but i just never got back to doing my gas so do you think do you think the gas for you isn't you know that's a dead end you're just going to go into renewable like you said you are just looking at different avenues to you know a couple of strings in your bow do you think the gas is gone and you're just going to look at something else now um it's just a pure to be honest it's purely a case of um to get qualified as a gas engineer, really, I need to be actually working on it and doing it yeah. um, with the solar, the, the sorry, the um, air source. Um, you don't really like it's nowhere near as advanced as as a gas course. Okay. Um, so it's just easier just to do that, and then I can have more broader knowledge of it. I'm literally the, uh, so, um, John Nichols are the people that have asked me to, um, would I like to do it after seeing the last few videos? And I was like, okay, I'll, um, have a little look into it. And basically it's just going with some of the people from the merchants and the, and, and they, the reason I sending them on, on a course is just to help them sell it. So when they're selling it, they know what they're talking about. So it's kind of in the same vein for me. It's like, well, I just want to be able to talk about it and not be a complete and utter novice. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't go out, start advertising. Oh, I'd now do air source. I'm quite happy just tickling along doing my kitchen taps and fucking. <laughs> you know what I mean? To be fair, mate, you make you make a good living out of that because you've. You've honed in on one specialist area, which is maintenance. You, you know what I mean. You, you've yeah, I'm a maintenance plumber. We sh we shall see what happens with the whole industry. Like, if we hit a recession and if people um, are getting laid off or whatever, and you don't, you never know how things are going to change. You don't know if all of a sudden you're going to have a load of co competition just come in into your area. Um, things could always change but at the moment i'm surrounded by gas engineers that really don't want to be under a kitchen sink doing a tap they really don't want to be doing toilets they don't that certainly don't want to be doing um drain rodding they don't want to be there's so many things that i can do that other people just don't want to do yeah so um for me i'm lucky that there's two fairly decent sized companies 
that have now told all of our customers we no longer do plumbing we only do heating and okay. so um they but i've basically taken over their work so you know it, it's i'm i'm absolutely fine just doing what i'm doing yeah i mean for me I've, i mean i've only been on my own like eight is it 18 months a bit longer than 18 months now and i st- when I first started, I didn't know what I wanted to specialise in, but now I'm starting to, you know, try and slim it down because at the moment I'm doing everything. Like anything that yeah. someone throws at me, I'm doing it. Um, like I said, you've just specialised in maintenance. Me, I was doing bathrooms. I'm knocking bathrooms on the head now. Them are yeah. going because there's too much equipment that I need, too many trades, too much of an headache. Um, I, I would say I would say to anyone that's like especially if you're just a plumber is if you can get out of doing bathrooms do it because when you're doing maintenance stuff smaller jobs you know you're going to get paid it's very rare that someone's going to haggle over or or not pay you when you've gone in you fix something and it's say 60 quid they're not going to not pay you whilst with a bathroom suite you're taking a hell of a lot of risk especially if you're supplying the materials now if you're not supplying the materials and the customers supplying the materials how many times do you turn up and then the suite just does not fit or or something's not been ordered something's missing you've got to then go off to the merchant you've got to take all this time out of your app you know all this extra time faffing about and obviously your cash flow you really i don't know how much you take up front but i i never really take much up front um i just take the money at the end of the job we've got um we've got terms and conditions on us so anything um above a thousand pound is 50 percent deposit okay so if it's like we're doing a 10 grand bathroom so it's 5k up front before you'd even order anything then we do it in stage payments so if it's booked in we normally book them in for two weeks we normally get them done in eight days so we normally take stage payments. At the end of week one, we take uh, 25%, so there's another two and a half grand. That when they're happy, we always say to them, when you're happy with the job, you pay the, the remainder. But yeah, bathrooms, boilers, always take a 50% deposit. If they can't pay that, trust me, then we're, pff, they'll go ahead with the job. Yeah, the thing is with bathrooms, if you want to... If, if you like doing bathrooms, brilliant. But if there's any part of it that you really don't like, say like tiling, you're either going to have to pull someone in to do the tiling or you've got to get up to speed and become basically become a tiler. So um, I just want really want to just be doing plumbing. I want to be able to just make, just still be able to drive around in a small van and be able to work rather than having to, you know, do boxing in fucking about with a bath panel how awkward can bath panels be sometimes and uh, and and it's usually worse the cheaper the bathroom suite the worse it is i don't want to be messing about with like plastic bath panels because someone's having a very cheap bathroom suite replaced because they're a landlord or whatever yeah that that's the way you know you said like if the customer's applying the materials that's the worst one when the customer gets the materials normally it's off ebay some you know yeah. some japanese crap comes and you're like what am i supposed to do with this and it's and when people buy them off eBay, you sometimes find really silly things like they you'll get a callback saying it doesn't really it doesn't flush very well, <laughs> and then you're just like it's just literally d- the design of the actual toilet itself. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's there's nothing that can be done. Um, 
So, ba- bathroom suggests are just a bit of a ball ache. You need and to if- specialise in them, don't you? You need to be a bathroom fitter. That's all you yeah. do is bathrooms. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I love seeing the, you know, the lads that do the bathrooms, like the, um, like Kane Concepts and Virtue Bathrooms and people like that and Fraser. I love seeing that stuff and it's brilliant, but I just personally just don't want to get involved with bathroom suites. When I, whenever the the only ones that I was taking on anyway was heritage stuff, um, because of the area that I'm in and most of the places being little cottages and stuff, I was always trying to steer my customer as far away as I could from concealed systems and anything that's going to take a lot of work, like framing out. So I was just trying to stick with, oh yeah, lovely high level system. You know what I mean? Keep it, keep it, keep the old school stuff. And it's always better for uh, maintenance anyway, because when you turn up to um, a toilet and you can actually get to everything, you can see the pipe going into the toilet, you can replace a fill valve easily compared to going out and going, oh, fuck's sake, it's a bloody jebrit toilet and I've got to fuck about trying to get the the exact right fill valve and everything else. It's, it's better for maintenance and everything. That's why I, I always tried to just do heritage bathroom suites. I mean, MJD loves bathrooms. I mean, don't, I don't just love it when you get a phone call off a customer and they say, how much to replace a toilet siphon? And you're like, which one? <laughs> I don't know, just a toilet <laughs> siphon. But which one? There's about 100 out there. Um, what's your go-to beer is a good question. Um, if I was going to have one. one. Do you know what? Beer's just fucking rank and it will taste like fucking cold piss to me. I, I, so I'm happy with Bex or anything. Um, just fucking in my fridge, beer Moretti. But I've had probably two beers all year. All year, that is. Yeah, but you drink wine, don't you? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Only red wine. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm a spiced rum kind of bloke i am i like um, dead man's finger same very good yeah, yeah Kraken, Kraken, or, yeah, I love yeah I'll, I'll tell you what there's a really good one called but uh bumbow i wonder what he's gonna say then <laughs> it's got like it's got like a skull and cro- like a two bones crossed yeah. over on it and they, they i think they do it in tesco's that is banging well, I'll have to look into that stuff. I got given it by a customer for finishing a bathroom, and that shit is fucking fantastic. They used to only do it in Waitrose, uh, oh. but they do it in, te- in uh, te- uh, Tesco's now. Just going off that, um, what's the best tip you've had for a customer? Oh, you tip. just said you've had a, yeah. Oh. Said, Sam just said he had a, a bottle of rum. Have you had anything good done? Look, look. Ordinary. I wouldn't have said it was a tip, but one of them gave me um, the best tip is in money was 50 quid. But one of them gave me a, a, a nest that they'd got from British Gas or somewhere like that from the energy supplier. And he went, I don't want it. You have it. No so that's that's the, probably the most expensive I've had. It's a nest thermostat. What about you? Uh, or anything anything of note? My best thing I ever got, you're going to get, eh, boo. So... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, work, I work for one of the Leeds players, uh, football players, and um, I went. I, I literally was just like kept angling, like I really want a fucking signed shirt. And in the end, on the last day, it was like here you go, here's a signed shirt. So oh, nice. I got a match worn signed shirt, and that is the best thing ever. Got it framed, um, and that was that was great. That's the best thing I've ever had. 
Um, I'm trying to think of any other things. I, I've had some really strange ones. There was a guy who gave me a, a framed photo of a horse once. <laughs> and I, and, and he, he, he was so honoured to give it me. I was, wow, thank you so much. He was like, yeah, this was a prized horse. It's a vintage photo. But, and I thought, where the fuck? You know what I mean? It's very <laughs> fucking. I'm never gonna put that up in my house. Nowhere. It's going nowhere. It went straight in the fucking bin. But <laughs> I've had um, I've had people give me eggs before. So I've got some chickens in the garden. Here, some eggs. I've had some old deer say, "Oh, I've got some apples." Yeah, I've got courgette uh, last week. That's still rattling about in the footwell of my van. <laughs> the best one I've ever had is a GoPro. A really? GoPro. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Japanese toilets. You know, when I did them. The yeah, bloke, he, yeah, yeah, he gave, he gave me a GoPro. Just um, <laughs> give me all the everything for it as well. Um, because I speak to him, I said, Look, I'm, I'm okay to film this on my YouTube. He's like, Yeah, of course you can. He was speaking about it. Um, he went on there, looked at some of my videos, and they're really good. I said, Oh, you ever like want to get both of your hands in there? I said, Yeah, that'd be amazing. And like, he just got it out. He says, What about one of these? I said, Oh, I'll look into one of them. He says, No, I'll just have it. It's been in my cupboard for about two years. Just yeah. <laughs> He's the head band, the waist things. Yeah, I've got a GoPro off him. It's unbelievable. A few people have said to me, why don't you get one? And I always just, I always think, oh, I don't know if I could turn up with a GoPro. <laughs> just strapped to my chest. <laughs> just strapped to your chest. <laughs> yeah. the, way, the way phones are now, though, I don't see, there's not much quality difference between, when you watch a YouTube video. It's not that, it's just having it hands-free. That's the only advantage. Yeah, but you, you, you can get straps for your phone, can't you? Yeah, but the okay. size of phones, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna give it a go. The time lapse one would be good because you can do a time lapse, so he takes a picture of every couple of me, so he puts it all together. So I'm thinking about doing that for like a baller swap or something, but yeah, that was the best one I've ever Just quick, Jack asked what player was it? It was a player called uh, Ezjan Alioski, he was a left back, so there you go. Yeah, I've got a lot of people saying I'll just end up looking like a bailiff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What type true. of what type of vans do you lads drive? Well, all of us have Fords. Um, yeah, mine's yeah. a custom. Luke's is a custom, and Sam's is a Connect. Harvey, little old Connect as well. My one, it's old shape, little square thing. Plenty of rust around the bottom. I think, I think, I think mine and Luke's like. I've rust around the bottom somewhere, it's Ford. <laughs> I'm looking at through, because um, we spoke about tips, I'm looking through some of the, someone's been putting out some of their best tips. Someone got uh, some out-of-date prawn cocktail crisps, a full multi-pack of them. Uh, someone got uh, a pack of 100 paracetamol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Someone got 250 quid. Jesus, that's a hell of a tip, that is. Uh, bloody hell. Phone cocktail crystal man. What do you do? What do you say to that? The I'll TikTok trade. I'll, tell, I'll tell you what, the 250 quid one though, it reminds me of every time I've ever had a customer and they've gone, Wow, I really wasn't expecting it to be that cheap. <laughs> yeah. That, and yeah, I'd love it if, if if you could just, you know, just just go back ten seconds and put your price up. <laughs> ask, ask, yeah. ask him, Luke, how much was the job for? Yeah, that's him. There you go. Uh, who was it? Hold on, let me just find him. Uh, Michael, how much was the uh, £250 tip? See if he uh, writes back. No, how much was the job? 
And which was a job, okay? And which was a job. Change the tap washer, yeah, it's fifty quid. Oh, here you go, two hundred fifty. You can have three hundred. <laughs> I've been in that position where you've quite the. How much will that be? Uh, you tell me price. Go. Oh, I thought it was gonna be a lot more than that. Oh, fuck. what have I done? Well, I, bet, I bet we've had it. I bet we've had it the opposite way around as well. How? I've, I've, I've actually had it at the end of a job. Um, last time it was it was swapping a, it, I was swapping out a um, unvented cylinder. And um, and at the end of the job, he went, wow, that's it. And I thought, well, I'm sure I'd give this guy a quote. And then I thought back and went, I never even give him a quote. <laughs> it would have easily have turned around and gone, I'm not paying that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was thinking, well, fucking hell, well, at least he was happy. He was, he was over the moon at how cheap it was. <laughs> so um, that's a good one, actually. Before you go out to a job, do you tell the customer what you're going to be or do you just turn up to the job? Uh, I, it's pretty well known that my my my. I always explain my fee. I even I know your fee, so it's very well explained. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say if someone finds me up, I always tell them like, if I've got to get tools out of the van, you've got a, a minimum charge, regardless. Takes five minutes or up to an hour. Yeah, I, I I had someone the other day and he was like, can you just explain your pricing to me? And I was just like, yeah. I said, it's it's £65 for, for the first hour and then it's £20 for an additional hour. And he was like, and how much is your day rate? It was like 350 He was like, that doesn't make any sense. I was like, well, when it's a £65, it's, it's because it's a small job. So if it goes over that hour, then it's just another 20 quid. It's not, it's like, and and he was like, yeah, but, and and I think, so I'd done some drain rodding and uh, drain rodding, I'm like, well, that starts at 150 quid. It's all like broken down on my website, so. Yeah. I see yeah. what he was thinking though. He was thinking, hmm, I get him in for the first hour and then 20 quid every hour after doesn't work out at 350. That's what he was yeah, thinking. Exactly. That's what he was thinking. Yeah. He was like, oh, that doesn't make no sense. I was like, yeah, but that's on that's on maintenance repairs. It's like, if I'm doing a full day, that's what I want to do a full day. Take it or leave it. I think we, even though, like, I, uh, Sam, you from the East Midlands, ain't you? Uh, Warwickshire's uh, West Midlands. Okay, so you're big in like, the posh end of the West Midlands compared to me. Yeah, Cotswold, so, edge of the Cotswolds. That's it, yeah. You've got Dan who's mm. up north, but we're near enough all the same price for our first hour. Yeah. That's mad, that is. Yeah. I think we, the only place it changes if you go down London. London, yeah. <laughs> London's it's, just crazy prices. Yeah, it's, it's some mad prices. I, I know guys that used to... Um, travel down for work um from there, there was there was some guys from yorkshire that used to come down and work in down here in oxford and then they'd travel back home but i think that was more just the price of houses so yeah. and, and as well like the just the cost of living is just cheaper up north he said even like just going to tesco's your shopping bill is far cheaper yeah well but actually what you charge for work is pretty much the fucking same i suppose i don't know to... I've, I've got one saying do you charge a call out fee well is that kind of not what we've just talked about but i suppose is there a fee on top before, for turning up 
Right, um, so, so what I consider a call-out fee, so in my head a call-out fee is nothing... I'll take on extra jobs during the day from my, my, my working hours, sort of like nine till four, then I'll just take... I'll take on whatever people call up and, you know, oh, you wouldn't be able to squeeze me in. Yeah, not a problem. A call-out to me is anything... Once I've got in, once I've had a shower, once I've got changed, a call-out is called back-out. So yeah. that's when it's like that's a call out fee. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to fucking get your wallet out. Yeah, that's that's yeah. probably my look on it as well. If it's yeah. after hours, then you've double my prices. Yeah, during during dur normal working hours, it's the same price. You know, the only reason that you'd even be able to take on that extra job is either you got a cancellation or 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 you're a bit quiet. So yeah. it's only benefiting you anyway, just going out and fitting it in. I've got a good question. What are the negatives of being self-employed? Working seven days a week. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be easier to list the positives. <laughs> it's actually, yeah. I've, it cracks me up. People say, like, oh, I'm going to go, go self-employed so I'm going to have more time to myself and spend more time with the family. You ain't, trust me. You really ain't. You're going to be working just the same. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I do fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 uh, no, it, it's it's more the little things like if I just go, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna have a Mackey's breakfast today. You know I mean, like no one's like the office isn't gonna call me up and go. I've looked on the tracker and oh, you're in your McDonald's. Yes. <laughs> I've looked on the oh. tracker. You 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 you've been to Costa Coffee four times today. You know what I mean? It's like there's none of that bullshit. Yeah. British gas used to try that with me all the time. And the, my call hours were eight thirty till five. And I used to start work about half nine and finish at four. And they used to be like, You can't do that. I was like, Why? The Says, day's done, I've finished. There's nothing yeah. more left. I was like, check my output. How many jobs have I been to? How many of them fixed? Is it more than everybody else? Yeah. Well piss off and leave me alone then. What's the problem? Well, the last the last uh, not the last job I had. Uh, oh yeah, the the last employed job before I was subbing in. The last employed job I had, I used to, they used to give you um, however many little jobs. I think it was eight jobs a day, four in the morning slot, four in the afternoon slot. And some of them would be like plug missing. You know what I mean? You'd just go around, put on a new plug, and that's, a, that's one of the jobs. Yeah. Like some of them are ludicrous. So you used to do them, and, and then you, you'd, you'd call up and go, oh, I've run out of work. And half of the time, it got to the stage where they'd go, I'll go on the void team, which was like, you know, like tidying up empty houses. And it's like, well, I'm a plumber. I don't really want to be fucking tidying up someone's garden or whatever. Yeah. So you kind of didn't want to call up. But the amount of times we used to sit there and they'd say, we'll give you a call once something's in. And they'd never call you back. And you'd literally be sat in the van for like two hours. Oh, it's fucking ludicrous. <laughs> Why the fuck can't I just go home? Yeah. Well, yeah. some companies are just like that, mate. They will just keep you out for the sake of keeping you out because they're paying you and they just want to be arseholes. I, I never got the point where companies would do that. I really didn't. Um, I, I used to have a morning... <laughs> I'm going to tell you about this quick. So I had a morning routine on there. So um, no one ever noticed, no one ever batted an eyelid, but we had this new, new manager come in and he said, I've been looking at your tracker and... Um, uh, I, I've i noticed that you always get 
um, to the yard. We had like our own yard where uh, we had all the materials. It was run by Travis Perkins. You always get there first, but yet you're always the last person to leave. And I was, uh, and um, he called up. He called up the the merchant, and they said, "Right, you need to explain it to us what what's going on." And they said, "Well, he has a routine. He gets here first." He goes straight into the toilet, and by the time he's had a shit and he comes back out, the queue, the, the, he, he's the last person in the queue, so therefore he's the last person to go out. And so he said, you, you, you're going to have to go to the toilet before you get to work. I said, I'm sorry, sir, you cannot control my bowel movements. You're just my manager. You can And um, there was nothing they could do. I was like, no, you're going to pay me to have a shit. Fuck off. There's nothing better than a paid shit, I tell you. <laughs> Um, I've got a good one here. Um, worst customer experience. I mean, people have been commenting on it. Uh, they've had poo on the floor, stuff like that. Uh, one, one bloke had a, an 80 year old German with swastikas all over the house. Oh my god, that's a really bad experience. Has anybody got any standout worst customer experiences? No, yeah, I've got some, <clears throat> I've got some pretty crazy ones. So, <clears throat> we, um, I, I did my apprenticeship on, on social housing, so I I saw, like, the most crazy shit. It was fucking nuts. The first ever job I ever did, this is this is God's honest truth, so I left school, <coughs> I was 16, and uh, they, had a, they had a contract doing uh, kitchens and bathrooms. So the first job I ever done was ripping out the kitchen. Weren't a plumber at this point, I was just, just labouring. And so we was like smashing this kitchen out. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, smashing this this kitchen out. And he said, "Well done, lad. Go outside and have a breather. I'll I'll get the ceiling down." So I had this big crash, and then it just went dead silent. And I was like, "Darren, you're right. Don't come in. Don't come in." I was like, "What? What?" So uh, I, you know, curiosity got the better of me. I opened the door. And there was just the needles covered the whole floor. It was like a scene from a horror movie, right? And he was—he just went white and he was shaking. And he—he he had long sleeved um, jacket on, and gloves. And the needles had managed to like get in between his gloves and his jacket, and uh, it spiked him. And so he had to like obviously go to the hospital and get um, looked at for. Hepatitis and everything. Now the customer was completely oblivious. She was like, "Well, I've only just moved in, and you know, it's nothing to do with me." It turned out it was a notorious crack den, <laughs> and they they used to shoot up on the toilet and and put the needle through a hole in the bath panel, and where there where there was a floorboard missing where the trap was, they all went into the ceiling and filled the whole ceiling cavity. So when he took that ceiling down, he just got covered. Wow. And that was that was the That's first cool. ever job that I ever did. <laughs> well, <laughs> the first day, first day out of school working. Jesus, yeah. I had um, I had going on on my apprenticeship. Um, of course, we were looking back. We had it was about two days before Christmas, and we had to do a conversion, which was back boiler out, new boiler in. There was three of us: me, my dad, and a lad, uh, another qualified lad. Anyway. My job was taking the back boiler out, and it's for an old boy. First thing he does is crack open a big bottle of cider, big glass, starts swigging on it, puts on the telly, and I'm there doing the fire and that, and he just, all of a sudden, there's this fucking porn bl blaring from the telly. <laughs> I'm there taking out this boiler, 
fucking dad walks in, I'm looking at the telly, fucking bloke's drinking cider, I'm like, I'm watching porn with the old bloke. Oh, fucking hell. So anyway, get the get the boiler. As the day goes on, there's all these people coming around bringing him drinks and he's he's having a drink and everything. Then my mate, he goes to uh, drill for the new gas pipe, goes straight through the electrics, bang, all the electrics goes off. It's two days before Christmas. So we had to, he knew a couple of lads on the electric board, they had to come out and put a new main in. Then it was my job to wire the boiler up, upstairs. And by this time, it was like seven o'clock at night, the bloke smashed. He just comes strolling into the bathroom, butt naked, while I'm fucking winding up this boiler. I'm like, you all right, mate? So he buggers off, he goes to bed, and my dad's like, where's the customer? I said, he's in bed. I said, well, can you go wake him up? We need a signature. So I had to wake him up to get the signature. He's still naked, and we, just as we were about to go, <laughs> we walk out, and we just hear him, like, walk out of his stairs. He's at the top of the stairs. He goes, see you later, lads. And as he does that, he just fucking comes flying down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Although, what is going on today, man? What is going on? Yeah, that was probably the oh. most real experience of my life. Yeah, I, I, I went in with too much of a horrible story. I had some good ones like that. There, there was, there was one where um, we had to work in a loft, and we was we was, we was uh, removing a cold water storage tank, right? And so I was like, ah, for fuck's sake, I pop my head up there. And the loft's full of stuff, so. I was an apprentice. The guy teaching me, teaching me, was like, "I'll just pass some some boxes down, and I'll and I'll put them um, in the hallway." So I I start taking this, putting this box down, and the customer's coming up the stairs. This 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 young girl, and she she goes a bit red, and then laughs and goes, "Ah, oh, well, it's too late now." And I'm looking down into this box, which is just full of toys. <laughs> 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 and she then proceeds to like just be very open and honest, telling us how she uh, her business is is on webcam. So there was a few, <laughs> and so that so that one was um, that one was a funny one. Uh, and 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 I, I I just was just bright red. Was... <laughs> and, then, and then this is the other one, just very quickly, right. So there's this, this horrendous Vicky Pollard, the the most just smelly, chavy fucking bird <laughs> in, in this flat. And she goes on and on about how she uh, she used to date Dappy from N-Dubs. Yeah, all right, love. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and she went, you don't believe me. We, we were like, nah. She went and proceeded to just bring out a photo album of her in bed with Dappy from N-Dubs. Oh my god! <laughs> and she was like, "Oh fuck!" Off. I think it was on her phone. She was just like, "Yeah, yeah, look, look." Oh, look, look it. It from the back for we boy Dappy. Oh my god! Oh, Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, social housing, brilliant. And I think if you go through your apprenticeship, uh, um, apprenticeship, and you and and you do social housing, you are fully prepared for whatever comes. You'll never, you'll never be shocked by anything. You'll just get on with it. You're just used to it. It's, yeah. it's, it is in the deep end. Yeah, I've done social housing for 18 months. Have you ever done social housing, Dan? <coughs> social housing is horrendous. I remember no. uh, before I started work one day, the told said, lads, um, just be careful in some of the houses because they're putting um, needles behind the rocker switch on the lights to stop you turning the lights on. So basically, they're blacking out all the windows so, you couldn't, so when you went in, you couldn't see. And behind the light switches was the needles. When you put the light switch on it, it'd stab you. 
Yeah, we've got a warning about that. I've been aware of the service fires. I'm saying, can you just move the needles off the fire, please? Stuff like that, man. It's rough. Social agent is rough, man. Proper. The rough it's ones, good, I've, seen, I've seen some horrendous things. Things that I've I've seen a couple that have really like stuck with me. Where it's like that I've I've done a few jobs where it like stayed with me for a while. You know what I mean? And you just think, how can people live like that? How can they how can they bring up kids in that environment and uh, fucking some of it's horrendous shit. Yeah, it is. And it so depends what area you go in, you know. We used we used to cover three di different areas and, and the worst one was Banbury. But the other two, Kidlington, Kidlington and Bicester, when we saw that we was there, we were like, oh, thank God. They're not, not, they're not as fucking mental. <laughs> <laughs> I've got most embarrassing moment in a customer's house. See, when you, know, when you ask a question like that, my mind just goes blank, man. I can't think yeah, of anything. I don't, I don't really have an embarrassing moment. I once, um, I once was having a piss with the door open and a customer came up behind me. But it... He were, he, that was embarrassing, but he was fine about it. <laughs> oh, I, remember, I remember I had one. I was, I was servicing the boiler, and just as I went out, because can I just grab that? And they realised that, you know, the Velcro on your knee pads. I'd actually picked up a red fong, and it was hanging off my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking out the edge of my pants on my nails. Oh, shit, yeah, you can have them back, Bab, sorry. Yeah, I've had some <laughs> happen before. <laughs> yeah. I think embarrassing was just that... that uh getting that stuff out the loft for me that like that sort of stuff i just i just don't know where to look you know yeah there, there was nowhere to look i just was holding this box for a loft hatch it was so awkward i couldn't i, I wanted to just throw it <laughs> well, i had one um i remember <laughs> more embarrassing it was more i don't know actually i'm looking back and it made me laugh um working in uh, someone's house and there's cooking <laughs> in the kitchen but as they turn around the um the scarf went over the op it set on fire. So she, she day realise, and bless her, she don't speak much English. So I'm like saying, oh, you're on fire, and I'm there waving my hand. She's like that, backing off. But yeah, well, the scarf went up. We'll have to whack it out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they understand what I was doing, so I was just coming at home with my hands flying in. She was trying to kill her or something. But yeah, she set us up, oh, set us up on fire. Yeah. Oh, this job, man. You don't have to get some uh, weird scenarios, I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, We're gonna have to I'm, get I'm so glad again. that everything's just been so normal and boring now. <laughs> oh, I've got one here. Um, uh, Jeff's just gone apprenticeship. How much can you expect to earn from qualifying once he's qualified as a plumber? So, so you're you're still going to be seen as newly qualified, um, yeah. unless you go off on your own. As long as you're working for someone else, you'll always be newly qualified. People are always going to ask about your experience. And if you say I've only just qualified, then um, it's about three years after you've qualified that people will even start just considering you no longer a trainee. Yeah, I've got, I think uh, my first job, I got paid £9.50 an hour. That was it. That was in 2004. There was nothing that, that back then it was not we're gas engineer nine pound fifteen hour was nothing. Then I think my next job I got ten pound fifteen hour and I was buzzing because I got an extra pound an hour. But it, it's a long slog when you first qualify. It really is. You need experience. Mm. Um, self-employed well, says self-employed. You can earn whatever you want. So you, mm. you can you say good. You're once you've got to be good when you're self-employed. The better you are, the more you learn. And how many hours you want to put in? 
Look, there, there's days where I wake up in the morning and I'm super highly motivated. And there's days where I wake up and I really can't be bothered to go to work. But because you're self-employed, you just have to just get on and do it. Um, the thing is with self-employed, it's like when you are super motivated, sometimes that, that's the time when business is just quiet and and it's and it's re and it can be really frustrating if you want to be doing loads of work but there just isn't the work coming in self-employed self-employed's mad because then you've got weeks where you're so swamped under that you're getting stressed that you've got too much work on and and you're not going to be able to keep up it's like this constant juggling of and yeah. changing of how your day-to-day -day scenario is yeah i think uh I think Dan, you've just had a week like this, are you, with work? What? Busy? Work. No, um, where you over, like you got nothing, and all of a sudden, boom, yeah, so, the wife comes in. So as of as of Monday this week, I had. I can't remember what Monday. It was an hour long, whatever it was. I had one hour on Monday booked in, and then one hour on Tuesday booked in, and that was it. And then by the time Monday had finished, I'd, I'd, I'd filled. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then by the time Tuesday finished, Friday was already full, and I'm back to turning people away. <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy. It is like that. I mean, self-employed, you gotta be prepared for the the ups and downs. Really, have. Here, here's a good question. So I'm gonna just, just. So, uh, do you guys all just work on your own, or do you have a group? Do you do you have employees, or or do you have apprenticeship apprentices? I have have I have um, my cousin who I sometimes call in to do a bit. So he is he is a kind of builder slash joiner. So he does he he can do basic stuff. You know when I just need an extra pair of hands, but not on the plumbing side. And then if I'm on a conversion and I want to get it up and back back running again in a day, my dad's supposed to have retired, but he's not. But he is a retired plumber, so that is just two pairs of hands when yeah. yeah. But, but, but majority not, of the time you're out on, on your own. own. Yeah. Yeah, you, like, me mainly i'm on my own um i'm quite lucky because i kept in touch with all the british gas lads like when we when left british gas there's about four of us all went at the same time and we're all pretty local so when you see my videos of people i'm teamed up with them normally ex-british gas lads they're more we're more self-employed we just all work together um but i did i did employ somebody um i think i put it on tiktok in april but that went that went bad that did that ended it ended pretty bad it cost me a lot of money and now it, it just didn't work out i got pretty burnt from that really did so the the question was do uh do you miss working with a gang of lads yes 100 percent. yeah i do miss i do miss my mates of british gas all the banter and like staying in touch with them and that but yeah, so I've got the I've got the lads that work themselves, still keep in touch with them, but actually going to pick up your parts and you know what I mean and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, I do miss that. Yeah, see, I I I quite like that. Um, in a lot of my other jobs, I was always paired up with someone. It was usually you just like worked in pairs for safety reasons, like social housing safety reasons. You worked in pairs a lot of the time, and when you was, we was doing bathrooms you'd have the plasterer come in and you'd chat with them. You got the electrician coming in and you chat with them. And so I I I loved it. I thought I had a really good gang of mates and everything, but 
being self-employed, I'm I'm one of them people. I'm quite quite comfortable in my own company. I don't mind actually just pottering about on my own. So, I there is. I like both. I like both. I can't. I do miss it. Yeah. So I suppose the answer is yes. I do miss it. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week live again. If you haven't followed us already, just click the follow button. Give us a like. Plum, thanks for coming on. You're welcome anytime, mate. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you, Sam. Whatever. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Next week, we are joined by bathroom specialist, Virtue Bathrooms. Also, another big creator over on TikTok. I'm not here, as Dan, next week as I'm away. But we have a special guest host of Professor Plum taking in my uh, hot seat. Don't forget to tune in next week.